So, okay, what's up, guys? I'm here with the Happy Fits. I'm here with Luke, Calvin, hey. and Ross, uh, all three members of the band. How are you guys doing? Doing well. We're doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming. So, uh, I, again, you already heard my spiel because we've talked for a little bit, but I was lucky enough to see one of your uh, shows right before the pandemic, like shut everything down. I think it was March 8th was your indie show. And it was so much fun. It was in the Hoosier Dome. So it was like packed with people. Wow, what a good time. It was fun. <laughs> I was in the back with my friends. I was like four of us. And we, it was very last minute. We were like, let's just... I was happy to be going up to Indy to see my friends just to see them because we go to different colleges now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to look these dudes up, see if they have any concerts coming up. Happen you played in Indy the exact same weekend. That's crazy. I sent it to her and she was like, no, let's go. Why not? Her sister, <laughs> her boyfriend came and we like piled in the car, had a great time. Mm-hmm. I remember Did- that show I lost my guitar pick box and I had to climb under like the wooden stage to like search for people's drop picks and I just picked <laughs> one up and I used that for the the last two shows <laughs> before it got canceled yeah that, was- that show was like pretty special to us because we actually played it in October of 2019 opening up for this wildlife and they were like the first band that took us on tour and they were like huge to us at the time we were like oh my god and then we played who's your dome with them and they packed the place out and we were just like man one day we want to pack who's your dome <laughs> and then we got to do it in march <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> that was, so cool really yeah and that a- is like i've never been to that venue before and it was really cool it was uh very like when you're going like you know you all like the band and you know you're there to have fun yeah yeah it reminds me of basement shows yeah do you like the feel of basement shows but the look of venues that's how i think of it it was i again never been so we're like trying to find it and it's just it kind of looks like a hole in the wall like yeah just kind of walk into this door and like hope you're going into the right one (laughs) and then it was it was super cool it was a really fun show um there was I was just going to say there was a funny side note of like that was during when like everyone started like being like, oh, Corona is like a thing. And I remember this one, we're like hugging everybody and we're like, yeah. oh man, we really hope this isn't. And I remember this one girl came up and hugged us. She goes, my boyfriend couldn't make it because he has flu-like symptoms, but I'm so happy I'm here. And I was like, why didn't you, thank you for coming, but why didn't you say that before <laughs> we all just- hugged you we were like i was like flu-like symptoms um does he have a cough what's going on like somebody just asking him yeah shortness of breath lower respiratory infection type deal i was about to travel up and the first confirmed case was in indy and i was like dad do you think i should go and he was like, just go have fun but like be careful and i'm glad i did obviously i was like okay but it was a yeah i'm glad everyone made it out all right I, we didn't get any reports of any of the shows where people were like, we got sick. Like, ah, that would have been so bad. But it all worked out. I can't believe. Yeah, you guys are really cool and, like, meet back by the merch booth and met everybody. I didn't get to do it, but I wish I would have. But here we are now. <laughs> like, that, yeah. That would be really scary, though. Now that you say that, I can think how, because it was just starting to get real, because March 13th was when everything was like. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane that it was that, like, literally five days after. It was like, oh, we got to go home. <laughs> um, okay, so do I have this right? Okay, Luke, drums. Yes. Ross, guitar. 
Yep. Calvin, the cello. Yes. Yeah. And Nailed. Do you all sing, or is it mostly Calvin? We all, oh, we, we all sing. We all sing. Who who likes singing the most? Is that like a thing, or do you all just enjoy it? When we're on tour, I think Luke sings the most in the bathroom. But <laughs> <laughs> we all enjoy singing. I, I'd say a pretty equal amount. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, I we all really love singing. So it's nice to, um, and it's also, I feel like, nice to give Calvin a break because he's screaming like a lunatic all the time. So it's... Yeah. Pretty cool that me and Ross can give him a break to breathe so he can hold his 800-pound cello. Um, I will say, when I was at that show, the only, like, non-music-related thing I thought that I was like, is Calvin okay? (laughs) (laughs) Does he have a headache? Because the amount of, like, head-banging you were doing and, like, playing the Hitting like every stroke. I was like, that poor kid's gonna have a headache by the end of this. No, I mean, when you're in Indianapolis on a Monday night and like a hundred kids come out to see you, like, there's no feeling like. Was that the one where Calvin, Calvin, was that the one where you cut your face or was that the other? That was the no. last time we played in India, or the first okay. time we played in India. I didn't know if that was with This Wild Life. I was trying to remember. I was like, <laughs> did we really go that crazy that day? He accidentally cut his face and is like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, I was like, if I like just threw my head around that much, I would have a headache immediately and would not be able to recover for a couple days. Very impressive. <laughs> yeah, you yeah the band had to buy uh, metal braces for his neck, so he's been in slow recovery, but definitely getting through it. Okay, so also you're like, you guys have a whole bunch of cool things happening, like recently and I feel like right now. So you have an NPR article written about you. Uh, album cover like an album review which mm-hmm. I was pretty cool they said very nice things um, yes over half a million monthly listeners on Spotify yeah which is insane yeah, yeah. crazy to hear yeah. you say that out loud half a million people listen to you monthly yeah and that's like the dream I feel like I mean obviously yeah. I want you guys to keep growing but I was amazed when I looked at that yeah we don't really believe it. We think it's all just a big sham, a big prank on us. So. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Over half a million. Then the Broken Hearts Gallery, your song Best Tears. Yes. Is yeah. on that movie, which is yes. probably one of my favorite tidbits of information. I love soundtracks. I love, like, the head and the heart on anything. I'm like, mm-hmm. it hits. very excited about that for you guys and then alt nation uh on sirius xm you guys are growing there right that's how yeah yeah Yeah. what is that exactly alt nation like what's going on right now i know you were every weekend they have um their callers send in voice memos um requesting like which song they want to hear most that they played this week and uh they call it the alt 18 Mm-hmm. Um, so it just airs Saturday, Sunday, and they count all the votes like Friday mi- uh, night or Saturday morning. So, uh, yeah, our track hit at like number 12 two weeks ago, and then this past week hit at number seven, which was absolutely crazy because it was like in front of like Foo Fighters and Tame Impala and Weezer, and, <laughs> and we were up there, and we were just like, uh, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> oh my gosh, and you guys are. I see it on your Instagram all the time, like wanting to send in memos, but that's so cool. Number seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were not expecting to get that high at all, but our, yeah. I mean, we just like being on the radio 
in any regard is really cool. And but we all grew up listening to Alt Nation, so that was like really mm. big for us. And um, so once they were, they were like, oh, we we rely on like Twitter feedback, we rely on like voice memos. We were we just like we asked all of our fans like if they could do you know anything to help out, and our fans just went wild, and we're like tweeting all the time like every day and everything and and lots and lots of people have been sending in voice memos and everything and it's, it's been really cool yeah. yeah it's been really fun to like witness like the growth like obviously i'm not part of it i'm just like a fan and i started <laughs> listening i don't know like a year ago or so and not like not obviously not that long ago but i was like immediately it was too late was the first song i heard nice um Really got into it. Probably learned all the words. Was like, what else? What else do they sing? Went, listen to everything. Um, added it to my jams playlist, <laughs> and then, then you guys came out with the new record. Saw your concert. Went back to school. Back into the radio station, in, in fall. Looked at our like upcoming songs when I was DJing, and I was like, oh, "It's the Happy Fits." And I did, like right after my break, I had like a little, uh, I think it was our new music intro break, and I was like, 957 The Spin." What is up, everybody? I got to see these people in concert. I'm so excited that you're gonna get to hear on our radio station. Like, introduced it and listen, and it was super. It was super dope. Um, yeah. I think we have to shout out uh, Jerry and Jordan from the syndicate for getting us onto the spin. I have you been in contact with them at all? No, I can't say I have. I'm not. I don't uh, do new music stuff though. Oh, uh, yeah, they definitely helped us with college radio a lot for sure, um, and just like radio in general was. It's really really cool to see because there's so much that goes on in the background that you just have no idea how it works and so we're just kind of like the okay we're gonna keep doing this and then there's these people like tirelessly working behind the scenes to even just get you know someone to just hear not even like you know play it but just hear our music so we can't thank enough like the syndicate and also just everyone who's been helping out and AWOL has just been absolutely knocking it out of the park for us and so it's just really really cool that all these people you know want to help us it has to be super cool that like yeah all these people are kind of rallying around you and like i talked to your manager who is super cool and you know helped me get all this straight and get it together this happen and then the people trying to get you on the radio i know our like a new music director listens to songs upon songs upon songs and like keeps adding to the playlist and i'm so happy you guys made it on there I would have definitely rallied for you guys. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How'd you guys meet? Ah, the classic tale. Ross, should I tell the story? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so me and Calvin were uh, nerds in high school, <laughs> and we took uh, Latin class together. And so we met freshman year, and we didn't actually officially hang out until, like, probably close to senior year, maybe junior year. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, I don't know what started it, but we started talking about this movie Inside Lewin Davis, and then that's when we both found our love for music was very similar in like our tastes. Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right, let's get together and start you know, writing some stuff. And um, yeah, so basically we, we developed what we wanted to record, and the idea was that we were just going to put it out for our friends, and we were like, uh, like we we recorded it in the summer before we left for college, and uh, or we put it out in the summer before we left for college, 
And at the time we went in to record them, we were like, oh, we need a drummer. So I called up my brother. I was like, do you know any drummers? And Lucas was, at the time, um, my brother's best friend. And he was like, yeah, what do you mean? Are you saying that me well, and Kyle aren't? No, I know. Because we're all, we're all best friends now. Did Kyle tell you something? I didn't, I didn't know Luke in high school, but I knew that him and my brother were best friends. So he was like, get Luke on there. And then we brought him to the studio just to record the drums. And then as soon as it like took off on Spotify for whatever reason, um, we called him back and we were like, hey. They made it clear. They were like, we never want to see you again. And I was like, oh, man. And then they called me back. No, I'm joking. We didn't, we didn't, they, they were super great. The uh, band forever. We just were like, we just wanted to record it and show our friends like what we were, what we had. And that was our awful feeling EP, like the first four songs. And then we just like overnight in college, like our song got added to this German playlist. And then mm-hmm. the rest is history. Now we're a full-time band. <laughs> Wait, hey. Sorry, Sorry what did you say, Ross? No, I was just saying and that now we're a full-time band. But it's been a long road to, to get to this point. We're all amazing <laughs> things are happening. And, yeah. 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 I feel like, A, all good friendships start out, we were nerds, we met in mine class. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't become friends for, like, years later. That's how, like, a lot of my good friends are. I was like, no, I met them, like, in third grade, but we didn't actually become friends until we were in high school. <laughs> for us, with Luke, we... we we never knew him in high school, even though he was a grade above us and in the same school. And then we became best friends shortly after. Luke and I never said one word to each other in high school. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> I was like Calvin. I was like, oh, what's like nice to meet you, man. Like you went to North. He's like, yeah, I graduated with you. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, oh, so you guys were in the same like grade? Well, Calvin, Calvin basically went to the school and went, hey, can I like do school in three years and they went no and he was like well what if i just don't eat lunch or have a study hall and they went no and he's like well i'm gonna do it anyway and they went yeah. all right and then yeah. he did it he got out so he was in ross's grade <laughs> i don't i also love that like in my head this is in my head obviously i see you guys meeting i'm like we love the same music i play guitar what do you play the cello <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and, make and, a band, but add a little spice. Yeah, no, the cello goes <laughs> off. Who would have thought? I, Gretchen, one of the coolest people alive, is my friend who I went to the concert's mom. I was like, before we even thought about going to the concert, I was like, Hannah, listen to this band. Tell me what you think. And she's like, okay, me and my mom are listening to it. And first thing was like, is that a cello? Was this the <laughs> 40-year-old woman's response? I love it. Is that a cello? I want in. And I was like, like yeah. Awesome. Yo, what up, Gretchen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, why do you think the three of you like clicked? What like how did you decide, yeah, this is like the three? Did it just work and you didn't question it? Or there was a point where I think I think it just we had our first show and we were like this like makes sense. Um, it was a crazy first show at Penn State that didn't, we didn't have a sound guy. So half of it was just Calvin and Ross trying to figure out the mixing board. And I just did what I do always. And I just don't shut up. And I just kept talking the whole time. And then I think Calvin after was like, dude, thank you so much for doing that. We're going to do this for the rest of our lives. I was like, yes. I was like, thank God. I like, already left school. So that would have been a huge bummer. Uh, <laughs> I've been really like nice. Well, you have to. Can I reapply back? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So wait, you recorded your first songs in a studio? You didn't do it from like home? No, no. We had no idea how to even work a soundboard. Hence why we had such a struggle at our first show at Penn State without a sound guy. Um, so we, we shopped around at a couple different studios. Like we went to this one guy who like, he, like, he had a studio in his basement and he had a really old, very cute, but incredibly smelly dog. So smelly. And it was like this tiny <laughs> studio. And we were like, I don't think this is the right place. We went through a few and then we, we stumbled across a place called The Den. Uh, and the guy's name is Matt Moralicus. And he was like such an easygoing guy. He gave us like the cheapest rate he could because we, we had no money. So Just we were a like, chill guy. And it ended up being conveniently uh, in Patterson where Luke went to school. So... Uh, and where his girlfriend was close by too so he was already up there all the time like visiting her and stuff and, and like i'm being there for school so we were like hey it worked out pretty perfectly i think legit the studio was seven minutes from my college <laughs> um patterson's also kind of a scary place so i was like where on earth are they recording in patterson and it's like this the cutest little it's like behind these big chimney stacks you go and it's like this awesome studio and i met i pretty much i think i met them for like two hours before we did it and rehearsed like at ross's loft and i was terrified and then we went in and i think i recorded drums for like two hours and i was like all right thanks guys like hopefully i'll see you sometime in my life um and then yeah we just matt moralkis is he did everything for us he was great he just released it um, mastered all of it for us, like really hooked us up with some deals and kind of brought it that vibe of like it being a bit, you know, indie. Yeah. Wait, that's so cool. I love that you also just went big right away. You're like, no, we're not going to like get our laptops out and just record and like layer it and audition or whatever thing. You're like, no, we're going to go to the studio. And you- yeah, we just yeah. really didn't know how to. So that, that was like a big thing for us. And um, I don't know, Matt would have just like, just a really good intro to recording. He was super chill and like, yeah, every time we, I think we had four recording sessions with him, you know, we'd always end up getting like a crap ton of pizza and, <laughs> and wings and everything. And he just, he made the whole experience really, really chill. I don't think he ever said no to anything ever. Yeah. You're like, Can yeah. we do this? And he's like, yeah, of course, yeah. do whatever you want. Like, he's, <laughs> never, he's like, hey dude, can I like steal this? He'd probably be like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that hurt my feelings, but yeah, go for it. Um, dude. Like nicest dude ever. He sounds awesome. And what four songs? You said there were four songs. What were they? Yeah, it was too late, which is still our biggest song to this day, which is crazy to us. Yeah. Um, and and then it was uh, while you fade away, um, which was our the first song that actually got people to know our name. And then it was drink. Um, and Dirty Imbecile. I don't think that's the exact order of the songs, but um, yeah. Dirty Imbecile and Too Late are still our two biggest songs um, in terms of streaming and everything. That's yeah. Those were the first two songs I heard. Nice. Even not that long ago. Those were the first two songs I heard. And I was like, these kill. I'm going like, to look into this. Like, what is this? Yeah. Whoa. And they were your first like four in some basement studio with this super dope guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's. I always think, like, man, for our next records, like, should we just go back to that basement setup? <laughs> like, <bare bones. laughs> oh my gosh, that's so. That's a good origin story. Yeah, <laughs> that origin story. That's like... Matt. Uh, Matt was in a band called Born Cages. That is no longer a band, but 
he he just went on to like produce and engineer. He actually just got like a Grammy nomination for working on Jacob Collier's new album. And like I I just saw that on his Instagram like two months ago. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> oh my we started with that dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's well deserved. He's a great guy. Yeah. So I hope he uh that pans out well. But yeah. That's so cool. So who are you guys' biggest musical influence? Who do you love? We all like, we're all drastically different. Which yeah, is pretty like fun. Me, and, me and Ross definitely have like a like a Venn diagram of like uh, <laughs> music interests, but we have a lot in the middle. But we still have like on my extremes. I guess I'd put like the Killers um, and uh, Killers is in the middle. Well, but in, in terms of your extreme, yeah, um, Killers. Yeah. Me and Luke overlap with like Panic. Um, what would you say, like Dave Matthews for you? <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah, Nickelback, Ross loves Weezer. Um. Oh, <laughs> Bombay Bicycle Club is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. In our Venn diagram, I would too, but my love for them is on the set, like the same spectrum that Calvin's love for the Killers is. Like, uh, yeah, he's waited true. for hours in, in the mud and rain to yeah, see, to see them. And, like, <laughs> Wait, which band did you say? It cut out, I can hear you. Uh, for him, it's the Killers. Like that's his like big band, and then for me, it's Bombay Bicycle Club. Okay. They were- I'd say for me, it's probably Royal Blood. Um, I'm more of a rock and roll dude. I grew up as a metal drummer, so like I loved like Avenged Sevenfold and Bullet for My Valentine, all that stuff. And then I guess I started getting into singing, and then I was like, "Whoa, this band Arctic Monkeys is sick." Love the Strokes, and then like Hosier, and then like I found Royal Blood, and I was like, "Oh my god." This is like the stuff I want to do. And then I met the Happy Fits and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is this is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally not Royal Blood. <laughs> and then we plugged yeah. Halo into some distortion pedals. And now we're like, oh my gosh, we could actually sound like Royal Blood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what gave the name the Happy Fits? Where'd that come from? Uh, we were on our way to go meet the guy with the smelly dog, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we're like, we need a band name. Hurry, let's go. <laughs> and I think I said, like, uh, Smiley Fits. And then I think, was it you or your mom was just like, that's horrible. But what about the Happy Fits? <laughs> yeah, I think it was my mom that said it. But but you can tell the story about your double uh, meanings, though. Because you wanted, you wanted oh, the name yeah, to have, yeah. like, a double meaning. So, like, I was trying to just, like, think of, like, a synonymous name to some other band. I was like, The Strokes is a really cool name. I was like, okay, what's something similar to a stroke? A fit. Okay, there's already tons of bands called The Fits, and there's, like, Fits in the Tantrums. So I was like, all right, what's, like, the overwhelming, like, what's at the forefront of our personality? And I was just, like, smiling. <laughs> so that, that, that was a- we want to be happy. So I thought, like, Happy Fits is, like, a nice, uh, what's, uh, it, it works well together because it's, like, on stage, it's, like, we're, we are having fits of happiness. And a lot of our lyrics, too, are uh, about, you know, having fits but the music behind it sounds really happy that was um a big like a, it was very alluring that's i'm getting i'm getting it was very alluring <laughs> just the name i was like the happy fits that kind of kills because i love being happy that sounds yeah, so stupid yeah. who doesn't but like yeah, i yeah. love I, I vibe with it so hard i was like oh the happy fits let me like it was just extra on top of the music it's yeah a- <laughs> There's actually, there's other bands now called The Happy Children, The Happy Return, and then there's that one. Happy Mondays? What was the one from Arizona? It's, they were also fits. 
they were this something fits, but they were like fits that are happy. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Wait, based off of like you guys or just like no, it's just, no, I think no, no, no. It's just, just like, like very a coincidence. Like we were like, oh, we got it. We got an original band name. <laughs> that would be so. I feel like that would be the hardest is to find something original that actually fits you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think. I was just going to say, I think a lot of, like, the stuff in the beginning was just literally, no lie, like, a happy accent of just, like, yeah, like, this feels good. And then it just turned into something that I think none of us expected. Um, you know, these decisions that either are made in a night or a few minutes then turn into kind of, like, our brand, I guess. Yeah, like, literally our first EP, I made the artwork in MS Paint. It, for, it took me, like, I don't know, two to three hours um, it was so bad. It was so bad. You could see a picture. It was the best. It was awfully appealing. Um, that was like the first thing that our manager changed when he was our manager. <laughs> he was like, artwork needs to go. Like places refused to book us because they were like, we don't book joke bands. And I was like, hey, okay. <laughs> I work. Okay, but that paint, any, any paint, um, Applic app is extremely hard for me to use, so I get it. It would be very ugly, but I'd be very proud. Yeah, <laughs> I was very proud. <laughs> a gorilla, like just like a royalty-free picture of a gorilla on the back of our album. Like, so ridiculous. Because because we were like gorillas love bananas in movies, like Curious George or whatever. So we we just slapped a big gorilla gorilla on the back, on the back cover. <laughs> I mean, we didn't expect it to go. We didn't expect 500,000 people a month to listen to it. So yeah, to like see we, it. We just thought like, oh, it's funny. We're going to show it to our friends and they'll have a laugh. But then like, a few thousand people saw it pretty quickly. We yeah. had to change it. It's really wild to me that you guys keep saying you made this for your friends. Like, you're reminding me. I'm like, no, this was set out to be like, we're going to try this. Not something you were like, let's just throw this together right before we go to college. Have fun. Let people know we're good at making music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, think, like, yeah, you go on. We just really thought, liked the songs that we made, I think, like the first four that we made. And we were like, we just wanted someone to hear them. It's, <laughs> so we just put it out there, like, really not knowing anything about the music business. We really got really lucky. Like, yeah, we did. And, uh, yeah, I think part of it is, like, we wanted, obviously, to, like, like their dream at the time was separate than mine because I didn't even know what they were doing. Like, I played it, and I was like, whoa, this is really sick. But they're like, yeah, we're just going to release this and go to school. Obviously, all of us want, you know, that's why we're still doing it. We wanted to, like, play music for a living. But <clears throat> when you're, like, at that spot and you're releasing your first thing, you don't really think of, like, it's, like, a what if, but, like, you're, like, ah, it's so far-fetched. Like, that's crazy for... So, I think in that mindset, it was just, like, yeah, let's put out this music and have our friends enjoy it, at least, you know? But, like, I, like, secretly inside, we're, like, oh, my God, hopefully this blows up and then we can do this yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. We're the next TikTok stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about happy accidents... Was the fruit planned or did that just happen where you put a banana and then alligator or not alligators, gorillas? I'm so dumb. Gorillas. Dude, an alligator on the back would have been such a power move. People would have been so confused. That would have been great. The banana wasn't 
planned necessarily until uh, Calvin thought of the title. And then, yeah, yeah, I guess the title went with the story of the original artwork because it was awfully appealing, spelt like you're peeling a banana. And so the original artwork was the banana just screaming on the inside. Cause it's like that, was, that was the, the, the dark humor behind it. Yeah. yeah. But then once we got it updated, um, I forget who did they just like what the cover is now on, on our on our um, EP. It just looked really bright and nice. So we were like, ah, oh, yeah, this has some market potential. Yeah, yeah, it's just the bright colors. They really yeah. they catch your eye. And it actually ended up um, some augmented reality company. They're like, uh, I think when when they went public, they like released like a a, a press photo with our EP like all over the walls of this futuristic home. It was so cool. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to keep but, doing fruit for like ever or is it like a no tr- comment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We it, it, heavily debated. We don't we know. Always, we really like know. last album we didn't know if we were going to do a fruit or not. Um but a lot of people were expecting it. Like people were trying to guess what the fruit would be. And now that we committed it to it on this album it's going to be hard to change because we've had three now, one EP and two albums with fruit on it. We, but we still don't know. Like if we record the next album and we don't feel like a fruit would match the, mm-hmm. the energy or like the, the story or the vibe behind the album, we'll, we might switch it up, but I think we'd have a lot of unhappy fans. <laughs> <laughs> it was banana, orange, grapefruit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, like, you know, Adele was like, what, night? I forgot all the numbers. 19, like 21, right? 25 yeah. or something. 25, yeah. And she was like, no, I'm not doing it again. Trilogies, I believe in it. And just like shut it down. She said, first, yeah. she's not doing it after her age anymore. Yeah. Trilogies, I like that. That's. So. so if you need something to be like, let fans. Thank you for telling us that. Because <laughs> now, if we don't use one, we're definitely only saying that every time. <laughs> well, Adele. Well, yeah. Adele did that. So. Yeah. I have still feel like we have to have three at least albums. So it's like an album trilogy with Awfully Peelin being like the prequel. <laughs> I don't know. We cannot <laughs> no deny that we will do three. <laughs> and it was, it's pretty cool. Also, what's like really cool is your record players of your merch. Oh, oh thank you. Oh, thank you. That's kind of a side note. I see those all the time. Or not all the time. I guess when they pop up on Instagram, I'm like, those are really cool. Yeah, <laughs> they look. Think their manager and his uh, significant other are great artists or have a great eye as well, so they help a lot with that um, yeah. design and everything. To uh, Kindercore Vinyl in Athens, they're the ones that manufacture all of it. They're very, mm-hmm. very awesome. It's, they're yeah. super cool. Okay, so then, like, when you're performing, do you have so you have your music influences? Do you have performance influence, or do you have something that's like? Like, what makes a good concert for you? What are you like, this is it? True. I I think for the first two years, tried super hard to be like Brittany Howard. But then at, at the end of every show, because I didn't know what I was doing, like, my throat would just, like, taste like blood. I was like, I'm doing something wrong. Uh, so I've definitely, I think uh, our current manager, AI, definitely helped me find, like, my own voice, you know, that's still... Um, it still has a lot of soul behind it, but it's it's more me. Yeah, I I think I don't know if we really like 
take from any influences. It's just like after you play so many shows, you start to, and I felt like we always had like a really good chemistry. It's like, you just start to build off of each other. And we would be lying if we weren't terribly like anxious before every show, you get the jitters and you're nervous. But when you're up there and like we play the first song, we just see everyone's there to have a good time. It's like, you just want to give it your all. And you want to like people paid and like, went out of their way, like canceled plans or like took day off of work to go see you as an escape. And it's like, so it's our job to just give it everything we got, but also not, you know, destroy ourselves over it so that we can keep doing it. There was this uh, really awesome basement band that we played with at Rutgers. They were called the Off Brand. Mm -hmm. And they would like, they opened up a show um, at our basement back in like 2017 and like three songs in the guy was already like standing on like the bass, like the kick drum and like, you know, through like having a blast getting everyone to like fist pump. Um, so I think we definitely, or at least I, I definitely learned a lot about like, uh, like audience interaction through those basement shows. Mm. You guys definitely look like you're having fun. Yes. 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 Which is really nice to see. (laughs) We are having fun, whether it comes across... Yes. Or if we just look like complete idiots. Or like (laughs) really tired from touring, but we (laughs) always are having fun trying to. You definitely look like it. Um, How many uh, tours have you guys done? Because I think I read five somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so it was 2018. We had three. We had... yeah, three in 2019, because you've seen it earlier, This Wild Life. This Wild Life, and then this would have been our seventh complete tour um, if COVID didn't hit. Also, also, people consider the Juice Box tour one giant tour, because it was announced as one giant oh, tour. I would have seen the Zach tour in the summer. That's true, too. There's yeah. also that. So we did, we did three DIY tours in 2018. Like We booked all those shows by ourselves. Finally got a booking agent at the end of 2018. He booked us some awesome tours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, and he booked us, like, awesome opening acts. Like, that's how we met Early Eyes, who are our homies still to this day. Yeah. On Epitaph. What's been your favorite venue you've played at so far? Ooh, oh, that's, that's a, a great good question. One. Um, Which one gave us the most drink tickets? <laughs> <laughs> What's the one in, uh, it's like by Berkeley. It's like a 450 cap room with disco balls. Oh, what yeah. was that? Oh, Cornerstone. Cornerstone. That's I liked Cornerstone a lot. That was a cool place. Guy, that sound cool guy, guy is the coolest guy. We had him both times we played there and he's so funny and he's so easy to work yeah. with. Um, some sound guys, like they see the cello, like they're not used to doing cello in like a rock environment or with like distortion pedal. So they like will just automatically be annoyed at me. Um, but like him, like he's just so excited. Also like the Steve Aoki guy from Detroit, uh, at what was that venue called? The basement? Oh, the the basement? It was, no, it was, was, the venue was a basement, but yeah, they get this. That was great. That was yeah, a really cool. Yeah, yeah. And that like during our whole set, he was just in the back, like pumping it, and he made the cello sound awesome. It, it was really, really fun. We had like a lot of cheeky banter in the middle, and like he chimed in, and it was just like, oh my god, this guy is so much fun. Like he just like like it was like it was already really funny, and then he just said one thing, and everyone was like, oh, and we were like, oh, this is great. Like this is so much fun. This guy's just in the back, like going nuts the whole time. And we're just like, ah, it's awesome because it's in Philly. 
Philly. Yes, I absolutely love Philly. And so the Foundry is the small venue inside of the. Oh yeah, Foundry's sick. The five thousand cap room or something, maybe like three thousand cap room, and we played the smaller stage. But we played in the green rooms that all like the the big artists stay in. Uh, it was like VIP treatment. Oh, very fancy. Rambling on, but the the outdoor venue we played a a city festival in Chattanooga. Um, oh, oh yeah. We, like played for like an hour and a half, and we were like the headlining band, which was crazy. And it was in the middle of like the like the oh, yeah. park in Chattanooga, like downtown. So there's just like hundreds and hundreds of people there. Yeah. Just, and they like, had PA to... set up for like a three block radius. So even if you cameras? couldn't weren't watching us, you were hearing yeah. us. Yeah. And then they had a big projector on like across the park, and they were filming it. It was that was really yeah. If you didn't like our music, you had to run for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds like the dream. I think yeah. it's really cool. Cool. Oh, that had never happened before. That was awesome. That was sick. They oh both my God. rooms and we all slept in the same room. Your experiences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seem like you've met some like really cool people on so far on like absolutely like you said happy serendipity happy accidents of like this super cool mad guy that's like recording it the sound guy that's like pumping things up cool yeah um yeah definitely just rose out of uh naivety not na- i don't know how to say it being naive like we just I don't know. We didn't didn't really care much for Stranger Danger, and <laughs> we would just reach out to so many people. I remember we almost played a, a house show in Albuquerque. We didn't know how dangerous Albuquerque was, and then the house show got canceled. Um, and we ended up staying in this really crappy motel in Albuquerque, and like someone had just got, got shot. shot yeah. yeah, and they died. I there. personally met the biggest yeah. wolf spider I've ever seen in my life uh, in that. In that hotel too. Oh my gosh, we can go on, on and on and on. Like learn the hard way. Um, in a few situations, like our van got broken into in LA. Um, they stole like I don't know, it was like five thousand dollars of stuff. So that that like sucked. But it's like, for the most part, everyone's really nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're in a band or just because everyone's just really nice. Like, <laughs> overwhelm. I haven't. I don't remember any like. We have. We have been extremely fortunate. I think the only weird people we've met are people that like were not involved in the community that we were like focusing on. Like it would either be like people that were just random people, or. Um, we definitely had some interactions with homeless people for sure who weren't very friendly. Uh, but yeah, we're, we've been pretty lucky with the interaction of people. People have been very, very nice to us and we're super grateful. Yeah. Well, you guys see, you guys all seem very nice and like very personable people. And I feel like you get what you give out. So I feel like that's going to have a big, oh, thank you. A big nice. thank you. It's very um, nice. Well, you know, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> But like moving on to like your music and like what you make, where do you pull in the infor- uh, the inspiration for your songs? Um, I don't know. It's kind of just like I feel like it's a culmination of all the music that we used to listen to when we were younger. Um, I, I like to call it, call it the good old two thousands indie rock. Like I don't know, like Killer Strokes, Two Door, um, 
Bombay. Uh, I'm blanking on a bunch. I don't know. There's a little bit of Keen in there, probably. <laughs> uh, Coldplay. Like, Big X2. I guess yeah. you guys didn't listen to Arctic Monkeys. Oh, no, no, Arctic Monkeys, when, definitely. Too. Yeah. My, I did. It's not Heart of a Dancer. Yeah, yeah, it's totally no, it's off of Brian's story. Uh, and like... Arctic Monkeys came later, though, than, than all that main mm-hmm. era of, like, early 2000s. Yeah. All, all in indie rock. Um, I think the, the initial goal with the first two albums, uh, after we started playing first our first few shows from the EP, is that, like, I hate going up and playing a show to like a dead audience so i realized playing upbeat songs really helps with that um and also it's like it's i feel like a better introduction for a lot of people for like a cello into a rock band if it's like like oh i saw cello in a rock band and like i was actually dancing to it and um so i think that has like definitely influenced um a lot of the music we write so that when we go tour on it we know that like we'll give people a really really fun high energy time are you ever like doing something you're like oh that'd be a great song i'm gonna write that or <laughs> like is it just like a vibe you're just in the studio and all of a sudden you're like yeah we could do that see where it goes oh, yeah no they they yeah they they come at the weirdest times you usually like driving or in the shower or something just like a little ditty will come into your head and you're just like I gotta get on my voice memos app. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's how it happens. <laughs> my notes section, every time I'm driving, I have to be like, Siri, make a note. Filled with like joke ideas, sketch ideas, you know, <laughs> anything. Product inventions. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this yeah. would be a great movie. Let me write it down. Yeah. Patents, amendments, we could go on. I mean, <laughs> yes. so, so many we could cover. <laughs> Has, I think uh, also, I was just gonna say, I think a lot of it is also you know calvin writes the majority of the lyrics and ross as well and a lot of it is just you know personal experience there are some that are just stories that are written but a lot of it is just the experiences and trying to portray it in a way that you know other people could probably be like hey i felt like that one time in my life or i feel like that now so yeah. um, we're very lucky to have calvin and ross who are poets um, i should say i am <laughs> how do you though balance like what you want to put out there and what you don't or are you just like whatever i'll put everything out there that's definitely having the the i guess that's one of the manager's biggest jobs or at least as a producer when you work with a producer you realize like oh these people are putting their heart and soul into it and they have an opinion about what should be you know we have countless demos that just have never been heard um and not that they're bad they just might not fit with the other songs. And so our one manager, Yad, is really good at that. And we kind of experienced that for the first time making our first full album, Concentrate. Um, we came in like with 17 songs and they all sounded pretty much different than what they sound on the album because he had such a big influence of, I think it should go like this, or I think this. And, you know, there's butting heads here and there, but in the end, you look at the end product and you're like, okay, this like sonically as a full album makes sense. Cause that's the most important part is uh, you want to be able to listen to it. You want to be able to listen to it and not have like the feeling of like, this song feels so out of place compared to the others. Um, but awfully appealing was that for them. They just, yeah. Matt didn't really interfere with any of the music stuff wise and even just the songs that were chosen. He was like, do whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you suggest listening to any album one to whatever it is like 
straight down because that's what I've been trying to do. I'm not a I, um, I would just say that if you want to hear the evolution of of us learning more about how to play our instruments and 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 uh, you know tones and stuff, you can just listen from first EP, first album, second album. And yeah. You're saying? Are you also talking about music in general to listen to? Sure. I mean, but also your albums, like separate albums, like the latest one that came out. Are you like, I want my, like the listeners to listen to it from one straight down before they start mixing them up. Or are you cool with them putting it on shuffle right at the get? You can do it in shuffle, but I definitely think our, what could be better album is the best representation, at least in our careers of like, listen to this front to back. We feel really good about it in that format. Um, we've also gotten a few comments from really cool, the guy who mastered our album and mixing, they were really like, whoa, this is a great, you know, like choice of how the song should be played. Um, I definitely think that's super important. It's been super important for me because I listen to a band. I mean, AM is a perfect album that you just should listen from front to back um, by Arctic Monkeys, as well as Blue Sky Noise from Circus Survive. If you listen to that, all of the songs interlude into each other. So we always found that. I mean, I at least found that really important. And I think we really started to hone in on what could be better of like, hey, this is like what we sound like. And also sonically, this is like, bang. Um, so yeah that's at least my opinion I don't know what the guys Ross said that uh, I'm with you <laughs> I'd add probably Sounding Color by Alabama Shakes to the no skip it's a part, it's a part. yes it's a great album I love the Alabama Shakes <sighs> so good um, has there been a song that surprised you That of your song one of your songs that surprised you were you like it might not go anywhere um, or, you know, this one, we're going to get through it. That ended up being great or maybe the opposite. Yeah. We had a ton of songs like that, for sure. Um, I, I mean, for me on this record, like two of many was literally like, we had like two hours left in our like three day, um, like little planning sesh for the album. We're like, we need one more song. We've gone through all these demos. They don't really like fit and then we pulled out this really really old demo and it was too many and we worked it into what could be better and that for me was just like i'm like wow it was it was originally like a like Calvin wrote it with like six or seven part harmony it was like bongos and maracas and it was like yeah i would have we would have had to hire three more drummers for live yeah Um, so we talking heads to play yeah we we sat down and we were like we need one more song to be safe and we were like let's figure out how to play it as a band with just three of us and then that's what came out on the record so i mean we definitely we have now grown this relationship with our manager and producer ad um and he you know there was a lot of songs that were drastically different i mean achy bones was like a six minute long song with a huge interlude in the middle that changed the entire vibe um Sorry, cool, whatever was literally twice as long. It was also like six minutes long. And having that like input of like, why don't you just make the end part that you build up to just the chorus? And we were like, that's crazy. And then we actually did it and we were like, that works really well. Um, yeah, there's a few. Get a job too was like drastic. The chorus was always there, but then the verses were like pretty different. Um, 
the vibe for everything. Um, tempo, the drums, the drums always change for like every song. I've now gotten to the point where I like make a demo and I just now I'm like, there's like a 10% chance that half of these drums will be in this, which is fine. Cause then I hear the end product. I'm like, sounds great. Like I'm totally happy with this. Um, but yeah. All your songs are, all your songs are super memorable. Like there's one part at least, I mean, obviously the whole song's good, but at least one part of every song, it's like immediately you just listed like three songs. You're like achy bones. And I was like, I heard Calvin's voice in my head. And I was like, feel it down my head. <laughs> and then too late, like every song automatically, like a lyric goes in my head. And on your last album, I'm randomly walking to my house going like saying, I just want to go dumb, like all the time. <laughs> and with no instructions. Like I scream sing that one in the car. There's like one part of everyone that I just the lyric sticks. Did I don't think that's like on purpose because you clearly want everyone to like remember your songs, but yeah, it's like free it's like it's on how good it is. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I feel like lyrics, that's what I'm most insecure about. And that's what takes (laughs) the longest, actually, for me. Or or I guess that's the my pet peeve in the writing process. Because it's like, I I usually can hear the music in my head before it's actually, like, out. But then when I want to show the guys something, I don't want to, like, just seem like a madman singing gibberish. So it's like, I don't know. When When I write lyrics, it's like, I usually have to end up digging deep. Uh, it, it does become like a very uh, big private personal process, but that I think helps it translate uh, to a lot of people. Uh, I mean, just like it's some something like no instructions, like it's so simple, but it's like it's so true. Like there, are, there is no instruction manual to life, and like at least for the whole of my twenties, I felt pretty lost and not really sure of like what is going on. <laughs> They're all the lyrics. They're all there's just something memorable about every song. Job, I the beginning of it. Like every song has something that just sticks. That if someone asked me about it, I could bring it up quickly. I wouldn't have to be like, no, I know that song, but I can't get the melody or I can't like you know. You're like, here's the lyrics, and they're like, you're not singing that right. I can't hear it in my head. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Okay, I have two more questions, and then. Uh, it'll be, we'll go into a speed round to finish off the interview. But two more, two more real questions. So is there something in your music that people haven't noticed or haven't outwardly said to you that you want them to notice? Is there a certain like beat that's in every song? (laughs) Okay. On our song, best tears in the background, there's a Mellotron. It's pretty, it's pretty in the front. Oh no, it definitely is in the front. We, when we decided to put it in there and have it be like our first single. We were like, we were like, there's only three of us. Which one of us is going to play the Mellotron on stage? And uh, so far, I know it's come up to us yet. and been like, where's the Mellotron? <laughs> I want <laughs> my not, money yeah. back. <laughs> we also have the Mellotron in song, the song She Wants Me from yeah. our new record. And um, very, very in the back, but no, no one yeah, has. And we don't do that live either, but because we can't. There's like three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we use we but, play with our feet but we have not used backing tracks before and we well we did once when we were way early in the days starting off oh that was fun oh my goodness and we had no idea what we were doing and we were always off and it always sounded terrible and 
somehow we always managed to bleed the the like so there's like a click on in your ears so you can time everything to the back of track and like half the time the click would be coming through the speakers so everybody could just hear this like <laughs> it was pretty bad no there's definitely like a lot of secret you know studio tricks to like just you know try to portray what sound you're going for so in Growback, there's timpanis in the chorus for like the dum, 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 dum. Um, it's also and- a, a pack, like a plug in pack called African Drums, and it was yeah. just like he layered the, the crap out of it. I think he literally, we started going crazy, and he added like a legit shotgun blast to the like a gunshot to the snare, and we were like, yeah, that's yeah. that's too wild. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, there's like also there's bass on some songs, so it's like some there's like layers that need to be done to like portray you know what Calvin's thinking or what we're thinking sonically, and sometimes just having those three instruments isn't enough. Like to get those harmonies through too, it's not just the three of us like singing singly. It's like we take five takes or six takes of us singing and then stack. So it's like technically 18 of us all singing yeah. some parts to get that huge feeling of like harmonies. Um, but like still something that we can achieve live and portrays well. It just needs to be approached differently on the album. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> awesome. But yeah. Okay, one more question and then we'll go into speed round and finish off the interview. Okay, so are you guys back in studio? Are you going to be soon? Are we working on a new album? Um, that's a great question. So <laughs> basically, COVID ruined our entire plans because yeah, we're going to we, ha- we haven't been yeah. able to tour off of this new record. Um, so we were just thinking, we were like, why don't we just, I mean, we've been writing, we've always, we are, we're always writing. But we were just like considering right now. We we're like, we should just go to the studio and start recording the next project because we're not, we can't do anything else right now. Um, so there's no like, we don't, we're not actively recording an album right now. Um, but we are writing, and yeah. we're going into this. Like we were just in this in the studio um, last week, because um, like our manager is our producer and he owns his own studio. So we we go in there a lot just to do meetings anyway, and like, so we're and it's like an hour. Brooklyn's like an hour and 15 from our house. Um, so we just go in all the time. And now we're thinking about just going in, laying down some songs, getting them ready. Um, we're basically hashing out. This is like the time where we're just hashing out the timeline for it. So we're just trying to figure out a plan because it's madness. And yeah. you have to go through a lot of people to figure out like, hey, are we going to do this? But like yeah. you said, we always are writing. We just recently went to the studio, but it's like in the phase of like, okay, how do we execute this? So, um, yeah, we are writing and trying to get a lot more cool content out for what could be better and then just jump right into uh, album three for sure. I think it's really cool you guys are staying creative right now because it's hard. Yeah, it it was for a while for us as well. We've just recently been, because we've been focusing all our attention onto um, what could be better. And now we finally have time to, to actually sit back and, start creating again but also just like the the lack of motivation and when you're stuck at your house that. for almost a year now it's like it's, it's like yeah. what are you what, like this, I, i'm just gonna just lay around i'm gonna stay <laughs> in bed and watch like i don't know six movies in a row six nicholas cage movies why not <laughs> <laughs> 
100% watched three movies the other day. It was just like, why not? Let's do another one. Yeah. Crocheting. I look like an old lady in here with like SVU on. Crocheting. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of a speed round, just quick questions to finish off the interview. Um, cool. Bill, go, you want to go like, because on my screen, you want to go Calvin Ross, Luke, in the answer? Yeah. Just so people know if they can't differentiate your voices. Okay. Calvin Ross, Luke, dream you. <laughs> dream venue. Oh, dream venue. Uh, Red Rocks. Yeah, probably the same thing. Maybe um, 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 um. Uh, um it's very speedy of you. I know this is supposed to be fast. Uh, Irving Plaza in New York City. That has I have a lot of memories there. I would love to play there one day. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> that was a good one, Luke. That's like an obvious. That's yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, dream collaboration. Alabama Shakes. Bombay Bicycle Club. Arctic Monkeys. Uh, best road food, gas station snack. Oh, oh, um, oh gosh, there's so many good ones. Um, Snyder's Honey Mustard and Onion Pretzel Bits. Um, the, the, uh, like the, the, like the steak roll, like the some chicken, chicken rolls, sometimes they have them on the little heaters. The, you mean like the tortilla, like the, like the fried tortilla things? I can't. I the taquitos. Yes, uh, yes, yes. The, <laughs> they make you feel like garbage, but in the moment they're amazing. What's the? Hold on, Calvin. I can't think of the name. What's the pretzels that are like you can only get in the south? Dots, like now? pretzels. You know dots. Um, dots. Dots is the best. Those I've had yeah. some of those. Lightly <laughs> seasoned, but perfect. Uh, favorite. Oh yeah, favorite sound in the world, like. Favorite sound? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the announcers on NPR are really close to the mic and you can hear them go, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I would find it really satisfying. Um, I would probably say uh, rain uh, dr- falling into water. Not on the ground, but into water. Whoa. It's like a fountain. Um. <laughs> Man, I have never really thought of this. Uh, also, I like I really like the idea of just having a, a big boot walking through snow. Oh, that crunch? Like, yeah, it's definitely like a very satisfying thing. That crisp. Okay. Um, that crispy crunch. Favorite song of somebody else's? <sighs> okay. Um, uh, Future People, Alabama Shakes. Uh, Electioneering by Radiohead. Great song. Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. Favorite song of yours? Oh, uh, what could be better? Uh, get a job? Yeah. Too late. What could be better? That one I want to hear in a movie. That's one I listen to. Oh. And I hear that one. <laughs> um, get a job or, or moving. Speaking of movie, favorite movie? Oh. Easy peasy. I know this one. Okay. Only because it's the f- first movie I cried during I Am Legend, but also Big Fish. Uh, any Nicolas Cage movie, but mostly <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. National Treasure 1, 2, 3, and the one coming out that's 4. No, uh, mine is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't finished it. Oh, my gosh. I'm this sorry. This interview is over. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, favorite TV show? Ooh. Ooh. Oh man. 
There's so many good ones. I know we're supposed to be fast, but it's so hard to think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, Mine's Breaking Bad. I guess Arrested Development. Um. I have. Mario. <laughs> I'll try to think. Luke, you go. You go. I said Breaking Bad. Or Mandalorian. Bad? Oh, crap. I don't know. I loved Adventure Time growing up. Oh, so good. That, does that count? Yeah. No, yes. 100% that counts. It is uh, indeed a show. I'm Parks and Rec over the office all day, every day. Oh. Dang. All right. I'll see you. We're, I'll coming, see you. Out, We're coming out uh, divisive opinions. <laughs> Favorite character from said TV show? <sighs> Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> uh, for me, it's BMO. It's got to be Tobias. Oh, the never nude? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the last speed question, kind of, you'll see. One question you want or wanted to be asked. That oh, oh, we wouldn't be asked. Um, it doesn't have to be related to music. It can just be in general. One question you want to be asked. Why are your biceps so huge? <laughs> Will we then be asked about said question? <laughs> What'd you say? Will we then be asked about said question? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Oh man, what's your favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite food place? <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your, what's your favorite fast food place? Okay, Luke, what's your favorite fast food place? Canes. Canes. We don't have that here. Uh, you gotta Taco try Bell. it. You gotta build one. Taco it's so Bell. good. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Interesting. The classic. It is a classic. You can't go wrong with the Taco Bell. McDonald's has really upped their game. Not gonna lie. In the past <laughs> They're really slack in the past few years. And it's just like really good. What's your guys' questions? I need to know. Mine is, how do you know when you've made it? And my answer is very simple. It's when you get on Hot Ones and when Kids Bop cover your songs. It's, that's, that's it. That's that when you know it. you made it. Um, okay, my question... Well, are you gonna answer my question? <laughs> oh, how do we know we made it? Yeah. Uh, we write a song called "Hey Look Ma, We Made It." <laughs> uh, when your fans start bullying you. Yes. <laughs> oh That's man. Which has happened. <laughs> Calvin, do you have a question? Uh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I guess, like, how do you make your cello sound like that? <laughs> that's like, because <laughs> that's something that's like, I've spent hours and days and weeks on, and like, I don't have anyone to talk to with it about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Calvin, how do you make your cello sound like that? <laughs> well, thank you for asking. I have, I usually, when I play live, I have two channels, and one of them's just the clean cello sound, and then the other one's like the dirty distortion channel. He just, he fills it with honey mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I also stuff my cello with um, sound absorbing foam to reduce feedback. And then I got special cut pegs so that I could stand up and play, and I used the block strap, which is created by a cellist named Mike Block. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically the basic setup. <laughs> Calvin, you. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's actually really cool, especially the channels, the two channels. I'll yeah, you. That's pretty dope. It's important because then they need to hear me, so they need to have my cello 
blasting on stage to them, but the cello <laughs> can hollow body. It'll just feed back like crazy if it touches the cello. So I had to really find a way around that. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's super dope. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can follow the Happy Fits at the Happy Fits across, I know on Instagram, across all social media. Yeah. yeah. All social at media. Yep. Not MySpace. You're not, you missed okay. that. I would have been expected to be in your top eight. <laughs> uh, and you can, their website is thehappyfits.com. Yes. And their album is out now. What could be better? Everywhere you listen to music. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. Wear a mask. Yeah, please. Yes, wear a mask so we can play shows again. Please. Yes. Okay. Say no to your friends now. Hygiene is important. Brush your teeth. Shower. Yes. Take care of yourself. Yes. (laughs) Wise words of Ross. Advice with the A one advice.